Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hello, it's Lauren Sweeney. I'm your host of the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. We are so excited about our guests today. You are going to, you're in for a treat for sure. Whether you're watching live on our Facebook, on our YouTube, or you're listening on our podcast. Let me introduce them. I'll bring them on to our stage. Here we go. So Michael is in the process of becoming the CEO of his own life. We'll tell you the acronym in a minute. He was born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I have a friend that lives in Edmonton. He says he was battle born into the business world, which I'm sure he'll talk about. He's 25 years old. He currently owns a few of his own businesses and he's the owner of a property maintenance company, a company similar to Uber, an app developer company, a maid service, and an influencer in a marketing company. Oh, and let's not forget about becoming the CEO of your own life university that is opening up. He decided he wanted to be able to help other people go into the same process he is currently going through. He wanted to help others be the CEOs of their lives. Also, our guest is John. He was also born in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and He's an entrepreneur. Years ago, he never thought he would own his own business, but man, is he so glad that he made that decision as it's literally changed his life. He could not be more excited about it. His goal in his life is to provide his clients with solutions to their problems by offering companies by offering his company services to them, as well as to maintain a company with a respectable team who he can call his family and know that he is responsible for their well-being and that they completely trust him. Well, we are going to talk about all the things today in terms of entrepreneurship, making things happen. Let's bring them onto the stage. John and Michael, here they are. Hey, how hello, you doing? Hello. That was doing- such an intense intro. Thank you so much. I absolutely love that. And thank you so much for just the high energy. I'm so excited for today's show. Great energy. Uh, hey, you got to bring it, right? If we're going to have people listen, we want to give them something to listen to. A hundred percent. I feel like today's going to be an absolute party and we're going to get into the nitty gritty and the fun stuff of being an <laughs> entrepreneur. So it's going to be a blast. Absolutely. So you guys work together. You're entrepreneurs. You're making things happen. Talk to me. Did you ever think that you would be entrepreneurs and now you're helping other entrepreneurs? Talk to me about that. I definitely did. Like my, my whole family's from business. Uh, my dad owns a business. All my aunts and uncles own their own businesses. Um, and if they don't own their own business, they're in management of other people's businesses. And so I've just always had business around me. And growing up, my parents always said I could sell sand to the desert or ice to Eskimos. And so I always figured I'd eventually kind of go into that direction. And I remember being like a little kid and I owned a vending machine. What like little kid owns a vending machine that he sets up at a shop and goes in like rolls quarters every single week and things like that. And so I was always in the entrepreneur world, but then it wasn't until after I graduated that I started like my first real business. And that's when I called him and I said, Hey man, I know you have like no business experience, but like I've been doing this my whole life. Why not like take a shot in the dark? I found this like really good deal. Let's try it out. And so that's when me and him partnered up on our very first business adventure and that's when the chaos began let me tell you it was a bumpy bumpy ride yeah yeah 
entrepreneurship is like that. Okay, so John, Michael calls you. He says, hey, you want to do a business together? And your thoughts are? Uh, off the bat, it was immediately going to my dad and being like, all right, is he crazy? Or is there some, some sort of goodness coming out of this? Because uh, I don't know if Michael mentioned this previously or not, but we are cousins. So there's that relationship. So immediately, any, you know, I mean, he tells me to jump. I'm going to say how high, right? Because that's we already had that bond together. So when he came up and approached me with this idea, I was actually in school for risk management and business, business and risk management. I was actually planning on becoming a uh, insurance broker, possibly uh, working with one of my uncles that has his own brokerage out in a town that's a little bit further away from Edmonton. And so I'm thinking like, okay, well, do I give up school and and take this risk and and see what comes out of it? Or do I continue to go to school and lock in my salary at X and work nine to five every single day of the week and blah, 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 blah. And I never wanted to do that. I always told myself I hated office jobs. I don't want to be the guy that sits down in the office nine to five, just sitting away at the computer. So I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to take the leap of faith. Let's Let's see what we can do. And We've been at each other's hip and side for about what six years now. Yeah, it's been six <laughs> years since we started. Almost six years, and yeah. like haven't it, asked for a divorce yet. So yeah, and it was like I feel bad because it was a bad business opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> like we thought it was so great. We we're like, man, we're gonna be like millionaires. This is gonna be the thing. And so what we were approached with was um, a family friend of mine already had a company, and he was looking to sell that company and start a new company. And so he's like, it's a turnkey business. It's got everything you need. It's got all the equipment, all the clients. It's already all set up. Like basically you just continue it. And so we paid about $15,000 for like this. It was a little do it hang and it was like paper, but it had gotten really wet. So you couldn't actually read the paper. And then we also got a broken down van and a couple broken squeegees. And we were qualified as professional window cleaners. And that was our first ever business. And that's the business that kind of started it all and taught us about the hard work. I remember going to work for like the first two years and I would come home and like blow my nose and like dirt would come out. And it was just like hard, gruesome, gruesome work. And like we had no clients, by the way. So we had to go and do door to door sales to get all of our first clients, basically beg our friends and family just to let us clean their windows for free, just so we could learn how to actually clean windows. Like it was just such an uphill battle <laughs> that I can't even explain. And it was probably the best scam that we've ever gone through because we totally got scammed. Mm -hmm. It was a total, total scam, but it was one of the best scams we've ever gone through. So I'm glad he trusted me and got scammed with me, but <laughs> it's, it's gotten better since the start. Yeah, definitely. Well, amazing story though of persistence, right? Because mm -hmm. that was about six years ago and today you're still entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. successful. Mm -hmm. You would have given up. So many people have an idea. Yeah, I want to start a business. It's going to be fun and easy. I'm going to be a millionaire too. Mm -hmm. You probably had that same thought and you realized, oh, well, it is a lot of work. But what would you say to someone who has that thought and that idea? What advice basically would you give to yourself six years ago? Um, well, one, I don't regret it at all. So that's, that's the first thing is there is absolutely no regret. You just got to be willing to keep pushing through those hard times and keep going. But the one piece of advice I would give is don't get into business just for the money, mm -hmm. because when you do join just for the money and the money isn't there for the first few years, it's a huge, like demotivator for you. And so with us, I'm not passionate about windows. I, I don't think anybody's really passionate about windows, to be honest. And so let alone like just cleaning windows, it's like a, such a weird, weird thing. And so I was never obsessed with it and so that made it a lot harder for me to sell the product originally and stuff like that and so at the beginning for the first year there was like no money I think we made 
I think less than $8,000 in 12 months in our first year of sales. And so there was literally no money. And so when you join business and it's to become a millionaire and to become successful and you don't see that right at the beginning, it's like, oh crap, like why am I even doing this? And I'm not doing this because I love windows. I'm doing this because I want to make money and there is no money here. So what's going to motivate me to keep going? So one thing I would say is don't just choose something just for the money, choose something that you do enjoy that you can pursue, whether there's money there or not. And then the money will be almost a byproduct of you just loving what you do. I definitely like to say that maturity level is also partially involved with that oh, yeah. within, you know, me and Michael always look back within, I'd say maybe even our first three years, if that we, we, we try to say those don't count, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even though that they happened we were 19, 18 at the time we were joking around playing video games for eight hours after work, kind of a thing. Like we didn't really see it as business making money. We're just two dumb kids that were like, ah, we own a business. haha <laughs> Look at us. Right. So I think if you're definitely going to try and make this venture or start this venture, make sure you, you are invested in it and that it's something that you are truly going to try and, and drive towards. Um, if not, then possibly leave it on the back burner for a year or two. Come back to it. See if maybe you have different ideas or different ways to actually start it up and that may have differed from in the past couple of years. One of the greatest things though about us starting young is the fact that we could put all of our eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. And even if we lose our basket, it's like, what do we have to lose? Yep. There's no matter how bad things get, what are we going to lose? It's not like I'm not going to be able to feed my kids because I don't have any kids yet. It's not like I have to worry about my mortgage at the time. There was no mortgage. And so there's a lot of things that you just don't necessarily have to worry about and stress about. You can go out and take that risk as a young kid and be 19, start your first business and be willing just to put in those hard Sweat with sweat hours. equity in a sense yeah. and just bootstrap your business for the first two years don't expect to get rich just no. do something that you are somewhat enjoying and that you can see there is a long-term like goal and it does have the potential to be successful don't just waste your time of course but do something that you're not going to be upset if the money's not there at the beginning because it's most likely not going to be mm -hmm. um you see a lot of these like overnight startups in the tech industry and they're just less overnight success that's like one in a billion. The only reason that they're showing those all over the media is because of the fact of how unique and rare it is. And it's so exciting. So definitely don't go into that with that being your expectation, have a realistic expectation, but still set big goals and try your hardest to achieve them. I also think that uh, the support of our families definitely made a big impact for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we were living at home and they just basically said, you know what, chase what you guys believe in and we'll support you hundred percent of the way. And we've gotten, through a lot because of our family support. So it's definitely a big key factor is make sure you do have someone, whether it's your spouse or your kids or, or just someone in your, in your corner that can just keep you motivated and keep you chasing your goals and your dreams. Yeah. I love that. We talk about that all the time at Rise Up for You, the, the five people you hang around, are they motivating and connecting you to people mm -hmm. and mentoring you? Or are they saying, what are you guys doing? When are you going to get a real job mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it, it doesn't help when you're trying to actually build something and it's hard. Yep. So the first couple of years, but now you're into year six. So when did things kind of pivot for you? And was there anything you think that really contributed to it besides time? Um, I think it was time was a huge factor. Um, even if you have all the right recipes to, to make your cake in a sense, I like to think of it like a cake. So even though you have all the right ingredients, you, you can't just cut the time in half and double the heat that you're cooking the cake at to make it happen faster. You still have to let it go through that time to be able to bake the perfect cake. And so with us, I think time was definitely a needed ingredient that we had to wait on. We grew up. Yeah, we definitely matured a little bit and that helped out. But on top of that, I think that we kind of had an epiphany one day. I think <laughs> it was around the three year mark. We were like, you know what, man, we're, we're starting to see some sales, but like it's, it's been three years. We, we really need to kick this into overdrive. Like 
Otherwise, it's going to be 10 years down the road and we're going to realize like we screwed up. So what do we need to change and what do we do to change it? And so we started just becoming addicted to consuming content, I would say. We started reading all the different business books, all the different self-help books, all the self-improvement stuff, started listening to like like tens of hours of podcasts a week and audio books and just it became literally obsessed with just soaking up new information. Mm -hmm. I think that one thing that really held us back in the first few years and I read this in one of my first books, actually, it said that there's a difference between like talent and hard work. Sure, talent will get you noticed and get you to a certain point, but it's talent plus hard work that makes you to like that real finish goal and makes you like first place. And so I was like, you know what? I've always been somewhat talented. I've, I've always had a feel for business and I thought that would get me through it. And I thought that's what would make me successful. And I think that was me just being naive and young. And so it wasn't until year three, I was like, man, like I have talent, but what if I put a ton of hard work behind this? What if I studied like I was trying to become a doctor and I spent 10 hours a day studying and I, I made this my profession and I just learned everything there was to learn about it. And I would say ever since then, ever since we started becoming addicted to consuming content on business, that's when things really started to 10x and just blow up. I love that. We tell our clients that all the time, the personal and professional development that you invest in you, <laughs> it'll come back tenfold having no whether it's having a coach listening to podcasts reading mm -hmm. books whatever you can do to get you better mm -hmm. then it goes into the business because that's the great and the bad thing about being an entrepreneur it's all you yeah. so if you're awesome it's gonna be great <laughs> if you're like you know over consuming all kinds of things that don't help you and you're just not showing up as your best it's going to affect your business. And it's different mm -hmm. than when you just clock in and clock out at a job. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, you may be working 15 hours a day. You may be smartly working five hours a day, but at the end of the day, it's still you. Mm -hmm. uh, that was definitely my, my mindset within the first two to three years of the company was we did our work from eight in the morning until four at night. And when I got home, I'd shower and I want to watch TV and go to bed and, and repeat tomorrow. But then it's like, Michael's like, no, no. We got to do the back end work now. We got to invoice the customers. We got to set up our schedule for next week. We got to do payroll or we got to, you know, everything that came with it afterwards. I'm like, so you're saying my eight hour job is not eight hours anymore. He goes, yep. Congratulations. You own a business now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so the, it was definitely tough, but yeah, exactly. Like you said, entrepreneurs can be working anywhere from what four hours to 15 hours to 20 hours. It just depends on the day, the day and what you need to do. I think it helps at least knowing that going in and then you don't resent it, right? That's the yeah. cool thing. The better you get at systems, at delegating, at processes, you can work less and less because you're working mm -hmm. smarter. It doesn't have to work harder, but you do have to put on, you do have to be the CEO. You can't think like an employee, like you're saying, John, you were thinking, yeah, I'm an employee. Oh wait, no, I'm the CEO with my cousin here. Uh-oh. You, if you think like the CEO and you think about it like a business instead of this is just a job, mm -hmm. I think that makes a difference too. That was definitely the biggest learning curve for me. So it was like how Michael's background was, he came from a family of businessmen and businesswomen. My family and my side of the family um, is more so the brick and mortar crew. We do the hard labor. We are the guys that will go to construction jobs or whatever. We will get it done from eight until six o'clock at night kind of thing. And we're done. So I always grew up with that mentality, go to your job, work as hard as you can for those eight hours. You did a good job. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your day. So for the first two years, it was almost like Michael had to kind of mentor, mentor and coach me out of that habit. So I could then realize what I needed to do as a CEO of my business.
That that makes a lot of sense. Your background and where you came from, not that you can't rise above it and be different, of course, but I think it did give you a little bit of a disadvantage or something you had to work through. Absolutely, John, because if your parents are working nine to five and you want to be an entrepreneur, there maybe isn't as much support or there's just not as much of it. It's a mental shift. Mm-hmm. Of I'm an entrepreneur. I have a really good friend and she grew up on a dairy farm. Her parents were entrepreneurs. And so if somebody died that day, you still had to go milk the cows and feed the fish or whatever they had on their farm. And this idea that we're an entrepreneur. So you show up, it, you're the boss, but mm-hmm. you're also the boss. Like it goes mm-hmm. on both sides, both ways. I love it. We love to ask our guests, what does rise up? for you, the name of our company, Rise Up For You, what does that mean to you? Rise Up For You is, to me, it means like, if you cheat, you're only cheating yourself in a sense. So Rise Up For You, you're doing it for you. You're not rising up for everybody else. You're not rising up for other people's expectations. You're rising up to become the best version of yourself. And I think that's very similar to the story that we're trying to tell of being the CEO of your life. It's just, you're doing this for you and not for anybody else. And you just want to become the best version of yourself and always be competing with yourself and always set that bar higher for yourself and always try to rise up to it. I love that. I love that. How about for you, John? Uh, To me, that's just, it's breaking out of your shell. Uh, like, you know, as you said in your introduction, me going from into this business changed my life. And I can definitely say that is I went from that mentality to nine to five. I rose up, I I realized what I needed to do with my life in order to be successful. And uh, one thing that me and Michael, uh, I think we're going to take to our graves is just extreme over ownership for ourselves, right? I I can't rise up for myself if I'm not going to put in the effort, right? So I'm first off, I'm going to have to want to rise up. So it just it's breaking out of your shell to me and it's becoming that new better person that you know can take you further in life yeah absolutely i love that i think that's one of the best things i love about being my own boss Mm -hmm. 15 years ago walked away from my nine to five i've grown so much in the process and yeah i've made some money along the way too but who i've become because you have to show up you can't show up like all lethargic and expect your employees or the people that you're leading are going to want to do a great job. It's your your business. And so it does make you kind of sit up taller, rise up, get some motivation. And I love that you guys talked about the podcast or books or whatever you can do to feed you. What can I do so that I, I can feel amazing? Well, if people want to connect with you, I know you guys do have a website, right? The mfceoprocess.com and you're not big on social but michael has an instagram just in case michael (laughs) michael underscore oliveri right is there anything else you want to tell our audience about how to connect with you or any final comments um no we do offer free coaching if that's something that does interest somebody i kind of just thought about that um so if you do want to go to our website it's the mfceoprocess.com feel free to go there and you'll see a book online section you can just book some free coaching and it's basically just a one-on-one phone call with me for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour we just discuss what's going on in your business and maybe if i can give any insight on what i would do in that situation Uh, I'm not a professional guys in any way whatsoever. So definitely uh, keep that in mind. But if I am able to help in any way, I would love to. So let me know and feel free to reach out. Yeah. You know, you're not a professional, but you are a professional because (laughs) everything I'm sure that you teach and that you give to those that you coach is because you did it. Mm -hmm. So how hard is it to start out and then what you learned and how you've gotten there? 
is not theory. You've been doing it. And mm -hmm. that truly makes us the best coaches because we want to give our clients experiential advice. Everything I teach, whether it's confidence or leadership or business, I'm doing it myself. I'm doing it mm -hmm. actively in my own life. And then I can hopefully help those that I'm coaching have that transformational experience. So you definitely are that professional, Michael. You are. Awesome. And you're humble about it too, right? But there is success or you guys would have given up and you didn't. And a lot of people, that three-year mark is so critical that you talked mm -hmm. about that. Most people would say, forget this. I'm going to that nine to five. You said, you know what? Let's level up. Let's become better. And then, wow, our business did better too. It was so great, John and Michael, having you guys on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for having much. us. It was an honest pleasure. So thank you so much. I love what you're doing and your show is just rocking. So keep doing what you're great. doing and thank you for having us. Uh, it's my pleasure. Weren't they fun having them on the show? I loved it. It was an awesome conversation. So be sure to check them out and be sure to grab your free success kit. Riseupfree.com slash success kit is all you need to do. And did you guys know Monday, April 5th is coming soon and our Rise Leadership course is starting. We are so excited to be partnering with our UK nonprofit partner, The Female Lead. The Rise Leadership course is going to work on leadership development, confidence development, and community and strategy. It's for all genders. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So be sure to register today. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. I am Lauren Sweeney, your host of the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. We'll see you soon.